am a fascia release nerd, if you will. And I do both kinetics body work and then teach other people how to apply those same principles of the body work I do with very strategic foam rolling. Um, I also am an avid rock climber and hiker and mountaineer. I am on a mission right now to complete all of the tallest peaks in Colorado. I'm actually hoping to finish this summer. I'm super pumped. I have 13 left. Um, and yeah, most of my time that's outside of work is yeah, hiking and nature time. I'm, I have two dogs, Reggie and Lando, who are likely the only children I'll ever have. And they have the energy of a thousand dogs and they're so much fun. So I'm running around with them too. <laughs> Kinetics is a specific methodology where we're compressing fascia and then talking you through a very specific active release movement. And the reason we're doing that is um, it helps engage the nervous system and create quick and more lasting change in your body. Um, <laughs> technically, what I'm doing is stepping on people with my feet, which I always laugh about that I'm getting paid to step on, step all over people. <laughs> but um, it is very strategic with like the placement of where we're going and how much weight we're able to apply. It's really fun. It honestly changed my life and there are still so few people doing it, but it's growing and it's really exciting to see that. Understanding fascia is certainly an important part of, of understanding this whole method. And your fascia is an elaborate connective tissue system in your body. A lot of times people envision it as um, like a sausage casing, you know, like a one layer of plastic wrap that wraps around your muscles, but it's actually layer on layer on layer of this intricate three-dimensional spider web of tissue that wraps around literally every single thing in your body. So it not only wraps around every little muscle fibril and fiber and muscle, but it's also wrapping around tendons, ligaments, bones, nerves, um, blood vessels, and even your organs. It's essentially what organizes your shape and your structure. So if your fascial system were to magically disappear out of your body, you would go tumbling to the ground in a pile of bones and goo. <laughs> it's how we manage and keep all of our water and material in this nice organized shape that you see in the mirror. <laughs> so understanding how abundant this tissue is and how critical it is for keeping yourself in the posture or in like the flexible or mo mobile range that you have with your body right now, um, it, it's often a really big light bulb moment for people where they're like, oh, I've been thinking that it's a joint problem or a muscle problem is the reason I'm having pain or mobility problems, but often it's just restriction or an issue in the fascial system. Uh, when I was born, I was almost a 10 pound baby and I got stuck and in the yanking motion to get me unstuck, the doctor tore all of the nerves in my neck and shoulder on the right side. And initially that rendered my arm essentially useless until I got a massive nerve regraft surgery when I was about four months old. 
And while it did bring my arm back online, if you will, you know, the nerves were starting to fire with more strength. I was still left with a lot of limited mobility, limited strength, and certainly an incessant amount of tightness in this arm. So I grew up going through the standard, standard Western medical system where, um, interestingly, even though this surgery, I believe was successful to many degrees, every doctor and practitioner I interacted with growing up would tell me that this issue of mine was permanent. There was no chance that it was going to heal or improve. If anything, it was going to get worse. And that's, that's a pretty intense thing to hear when you're young. Um, it zaps all of your hope of healing pretty quickly. There's no reason to not believe these people of authority. So, uh, what I've realized in my adulthood that I, I did not realize as a kid was how much anger and frustration that made me grow up with. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like I lived in a pretty small box. I thought I was fragile. I thought, you know, I had a list of limitations and things that I wouldn't even try to do because this arm thing was never going to get better. So why, why would I try? <laughs> but, you know, ultimately, um, I, I did end up getting frustrated enough that I was like, you know, screw this. I really want to play volleyball. And at 11 years old, I begged my parents to play volleyball because they had been listening to the same things from the doctors and they were like, Oh, Julia, I don't really think you can do that. You, you need two hands. You know, you've got to, you know, like lift your arms above your head. And I struggle with, you know, lifting my right arm above my head, but I was like, please, please. I really love this game. And I worked so hard that I succeeded. I ended up figuring out modifications that I needed to do. Um, <laughs> And interestingly enough, I started outplaying a lot of my perfectly healthy teammates after a few years and set a couple records in high school. I won some awards and even ended up earning a scholarship to play division two ball in college. Wow. <laughs> um, so that was really helpful for getting over the, the mental blocks of feeling limited, but I was still searching for physical relief to this thing because although I'd overcome some of those mental barriers, I was still feeling trapped. You know, I still felt limited by this thing. In fact, I had fully disconnected from even having this section of my arm. I was like, whatever, it's it's a burden to me right now. I'm, I'm just gonna force it into submission and do what I need to do to win this game or to perfect this skill as best I can. Um, and it really took me moving to Boulder in 2011 and experiencing kinetics for the first time where all of a sudden the light bulb went off. I was like, Whoa, this thing is different. I had never heard of fascia. I had never heard of this technique, um, which makes sense because it was very, very new at that time. But I remember it, it changed everything for me. You know, I knew pretty quick. I was like, this thing is going to change my life. I started getting relief from the tightness I was feeling and muscles started firing 
possibly for the first time. It was like they had space to fire. And I started feeling less trapped in that box. Uh, it's interesting, the lady who worked on me pointed out after a few months, she was like, you're getting so much more uh, like adventurous and, and you're doing more things. I feel like your personality is almost changing. And I hadn't noticed that yet. And I was like, I think you're right. I think it was like the letting go of some of the trauma and some of the burden of care, literally carrying this thing that I felt so disconnected from for a long time that it changed a lot for me. You know, it's still healing. Um, it's not fully fixed yet, if that's the term we want to use, but it was certainly a turning mo moment for me in my life where I was like, oh my gosh, this is the first thing that's ever even made a dent in this issue. And I've tried it all real. Like I've <laughs> any of the other modalities you can think of, especially when it comes to like your standard Western medical practices, been there, done that. And this is the first thing that made a difference. And so if it could make a difference for me, then what could this do for so many other people? And how fun would it be to give them this feeling of hope back and this feeling of freedom in their body back? And that's been the trajectory of, of my life since then. Wow. So your um, nerve damage in your shoulder, you, you weren't able to use your shoulder. Like it, it just wasn't functional. Initially, correct. Um, and after the nerve regraph, um, I was able to have, you know, regain sensation. Um, I was able to regain some movement, but there was this shrink wrapping of fascia and lots of trauma and scar tissue and things that still lived there. So I was still limited by being able to lift my arm over my head or straighten my elbow out all the way. And I had some things that definitely affected the way that I could move and function. Wow. And to hear your story, how, you know, with all of the things that, you know, the blockages that you physically and then mentally went through to um, healing to the, to the form where you're winning like volleyball championships and you have, you know, you were offered the scholarship and now you're healing other people with, you know, the same approach and also not only healing, but freeing people from fear. There's a lot to unpack. Um, so much of what we go through, our experiences, our thoughts, our emotions, it passes through our fascial system. That's that's real science now. You know, a lot of a lot of people still think that somehow their stress and emotions is unrelated to their body, but they're so interconnected, it's hard to separate. And when you're experiencing pain, pain itself can be really scary. But I think there's also this fear of it never going away and that can get exacerbated um it, like in my scenario where you have people constantly telling you left and right like yeah this thing is is this is your life now this is the thing that you have 
um, so much so it, you almost attach your identity to it. Like, well, I'm a girl that has a has nerve damage and has limitations. That's my life now. And there was a degree where I accepted that, but there, there's also yeah, like a fear that comes with that. Like, okay, this is my life, and then oh no, this is my life. <laughs> there's like two sides of that coin where um, many people, like especially if they have a a sudden injury or maybe even a sudden onset of chronic pain that no one's giving them answers for there's so much fear that comes into like oh my god what if i have this for the rest of my life and that stress uh it's like creating a cycle that fear then gets translated into your body and then it often creates more pain and then we're just going in circles of like almost which came first <laughs> um but in my case I got a lot of emotional releases from physical work. And I know that you often hear the reverse. And I think it's important to know that both both things can happen, right? Like emotional release can give you physical relief, but being able to do a method which is intense, you know, like you're getting stepped on, right? Um, it was a lot of sensation. It, uh, it was a lot of sensation for someone who had trained themselves to disconnect from this air, this part of their body. And at first it was wildly uncomfortable. And I, I would see if I could work around getting out of the uncomfortable things and then realizing like, it actually felt good to feel it. Like it felt good to feel that pressure and feel my arm moving through a really difficult range of motion because it was something that it, rarely had an opportunity to do maybe never up until that point and i was surprised often i would i would get to an area you know my practitioner lady would get to an area that was less painful physically but i would just start crying like the tears would suddenly start streaming from my eyes and i would have to say like oh my gosh uh, this doesn't hurt like keep going and also i don't know why i'm crying i'm just crying um, and it's because those, those traumatic things in our lives and that fearfulness or whatever you're holding on to that's related to this thing that you've been experiencing, like it's there in your tissue. And the more I could tap into those emotional releases, oh, the better and better I would feel. It's such a weight to come off. Like we've got to complete that cycle. We've got to get that out of our body and it, it feels incredible and it's hard to tap into. Sometimes it's very unexpected. Some people have flashbacks, some people cry, some people get really angry. It's really fascinating to see the range um, in which other people go through it as well. But it's so important, man, if, if that's something you get to experience, um, what a magical process to be able to get that energy out of your body. But imagine we carry seven lineages of that. We carry seven lineages of that. So yes, that's um, a huge point as an, an, an incentive to, um, to heal from within, from starting with the small components, the fascia. Fascia wellness is so important. Yeah, that get, getting getting an opportunity to work through those things is, in my opinion, 
as critical as the inner work. Um, we're holding so much tension in our body as people, as a culture, let's say. Being able to get that that release and that fluid exchange and that down regulation feeling in our body is so important to go hand in hand with the other work that we're doing as well. So we have, you know, this one uninterrupted interconnected system of fascia, but there are certain strips of fascia that are more interconnected than others. Um, on a microscopic level, your fascia looks like this crisscross spider web material everywhere. But when you zoom out a little bit, there are sections that have a grain, almost like you would see on wood, where the grain going from top of your body down, it's all going in one direction. So it's almost like you're a puppet. If you were to pull on the, the top fascia on the top of your head, a whole chain of muscles and bones would move with you. And there's, there's many lines in the body, they're called anatomy trains. And if any of you are like, oh my gosh, this is really amazing. And I wanna nerd out on this. Um, it's all work by Thomas Myers. He has done so much pioneering uh, for fascia research, but I like to help people understand those lines of pull because so rarely where you're feeling the pain is the issue. So if we can find the issue along the chain or the line of pull, it, we solve pain so much faster. And that's where I think the light bulb clicks on for people. We are living in a society where when you go to the doctor and unfortunately, sometimes even when you go to a PT, uh, people are looking at the source of your pain, you know, like, oh, you have low back pain. What's going on with your back? What's going on with the spine? or that general area, but it's like, in my experience, the back almost has nothing to do with back pain. I'm looking in all these other areas in the lower body, sometimes even to the upper body based off of those lines of pull. So that's a fun and kind of different way that I approach pain and help people better understand their pain. So again, we're removing a lot of that fear from why you're experiencing something because that might be the scariest question right there is like, why, why is this happening? Why am I experiencing this thing? And if, you know, if you have back pain and we uh, release your quads and you walk around and suddenly your back feels better, I can explain why that happened. And then you're like, oh, so all I need to do is release like a couple of areas and now I don't have back pain. Cool. I know how to manage this myself. I know how to get rid of it myself. And when this thing pops up, instead of panicking that I have a herniated disc or a degenerated disc or whatever kind of craziness you may hear at the doctor, uh, you'll be like, oh, I just need to release this line of pull in my fascia. Wow. Seems so simple when you describe it. <laughs> <laughs> it, can, it can be. And I, again, as someone who got tossed around the conveyor belt of the Western medical system, like just going from belt to belt, like continually stamped as defective. <laughs> it's like, God, some of it can be so simple. And I, it pains me to think about, you know, people go through that for years sometimes mm -hmm. before someone gives them 
an invitation into their own healing journey. Mm-hmm. And instead of, yeah, someone being unsure or they need an MRI, like I I could talk forever about what I think about the how the Western medical system handles pain. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's just, I want to demystify what's happening in the body. Mm-hmm. Having that hope and understanding and that um, open door of communication with your body creates that sense of trust. It creates better body awareness and it really yeah, decreases your fear of when pain comes up. Well, I think number one is that pain is bad. You know, pain has a very negative connotation. And because pain is bad, according to our conditioning, what we need to do is silence it as quick as possible. And that's really the quickest summation of the Western medical system that I can think of. It's like, oh, this thing is hurting. Here's a cortisone shot. Oh, that didn't really work. Here's some pain pills. Oh, that's still not working. Like maybe we just do some surgery and see what happens and hope for the best. Um, Instead of understanding that pain is a signal and it's a signal that goes off when some kind of a threat is detected in your body. And it doesn't necessarily mean that physical damage has happened. Your body cannot tell the difference between what's physical damage and what's like a threat of damage. Like for example, (laughs) I was in Costa Rica once and had no business mountain biking, but Eric, my husband convinced me and I went flying off on the last hill and like road rash the entire side of my body. (laughs) Of course, I'm going to get a pain signal with that, right? That's like physical damage that happened. That pain signal goes off. But if your pelvis, which is supposed to be in a nice neutral position, if it gets torqued out of alignment forward and down, now your spine sitting on an unstable surface that's twisted, you might get the pain signal in your low back. That's the threat of physical damage. Like nothing's actually happened yet, but that pain signal is gonna go off either way. And what my hope is for people is that if you can look at that pain in the face for a little bit, which I understand is uncomfortable. Like I understand, trust me, like I've been through years and years of of this. Um, When you look at it, you start to gain information. You can start working on it and seeing what helps, what doesn't. You're, You're essentially befriending your body instead of treating it like an enemy. Like how dare it be hurting me right now? How how much can I ignore it? How much can I silence this critical system <laughs> that's like wanting to help me and give me information? Instead, like, can you can you go through it? Can you learn to trust your body and start to do some trial and error to figure out what's happening? Um, that's like my real hope for people. I even forgot your original question, Rue. Like, I just got on like the pain tangent. Oh, like. That's that's the difference I would say from like your standard approaches is like not only are we looking more holistically, which is a really overused term, but like we need to look at the way your entire fascial system is working and the lines of pull, how they're functioning in order to quickly eliminate that pain. But we're also like embracing pain for a little bit um, because it gives us incredibly accurate information and like 
I've had clients, one of the best compliments I can get from my work is I'll get a text from someone that's like, oh, hey, I was hiking today or I was running today and my knee started hurting. And I was like, oh, I bet my calf muscle is tight. And I would go and release that calf spot the way that you showed me. And then I finished out the rest of my run without any pain. And I'm like, that, that is the thing. Because most people will be like, oh no. Like I have to stop immediately. I, I can't run anymore. I, what if I have a torn meniscus and you go down this rabbit hole of panic. But if you understand these really simple ways of looking at the body and that looking at that pain signal again, like directly for a hot minute, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I know what this is. And then you can solve it yourself. It's, oh, it's the most beautiful compliment I can get where I'm just like, oh, my heart, thank you so much for sharing that with me. Cause that's really the point of this is I, I'll never be able to promise you that you're not going to ever have pain again when you work with me because we're active people. We move our bodies. Sometimes we freaking sleep wrong and our neck hurts. Like, Pain happens, but what I can do is help you understand your body enough that when pain does happen, it does not alarm you. Instead of being panicked, you're curious. You're like, huh, what's going on with that? So um, that is again, like really what I'm hoping to pass on to people. I would absolutely recommend foam rolling, but foam rolling in uh, a very specific way. Um, the way that I work in my office is I'm, I think I mentioned this, but I'm compressing one area of fascia that feels dense or tight. And then you are moving actively through a range of motion while that area is being compressed in order to cross fiber and shear all those fascial fibers. That's what gets results so quickly. And I teach that same style on a foam roller where instead of simply rolling back and forth, you would pin a specific spot and then move through a range of motion. What that is going to do is increase blood flow. It's going to flood that area with hydration. Um, and that when I say hydration, I mean extracellular fluid, especially, which is like the water within our fascial system. Um, quick tangent. I often hear from people like, Oh, my muscles feel so dehydrated. I should be drinking more water, but it's like, well, the water may that you're drinking may not be able to get there. If everything is like a crinkled up ball of plastic wrap, we need to pull out the wrinkles of the plastic wrap. That's your fascia. And now we have the opportunity to bring more water in. It's like a big, massive fluid exchange when you are, foam rolling in the correct way. And we're creating some space. We're creating some new neurological patterns, which again is like an interview for another time. That's why the active release component is so important is we're, we're literally changing your neurology as you do this kind of thing as well. But it's just going to help again, keep your body filled with space and hydration and ultimately like hopefully prevent you from feeling stiff, feeling dehydrated, feeling um, less mobile or in pain. It's amazing how we can self manipulate our system to regulate the way we want it to. 
And at the same time, that can be very positive or that can go a completely separate route. You know, it can go either way. So being aware of these matters is, is it's everything. Yeah, we we don't want to that part of the component of creating this more trusting relationship with our body and creating that more open door of communication between the mind body, creating that lovely connection is is not beating it into submission, <laughs> which is really common when um, you have act people that are active, they want to continue being active. Maybe they've played sports all their life. I used to do the same thing, whereas it was like a no pain, no gain situation. And so uh, we want to we want to approach foam rolling or really any kind of self-care or self-recovery work that we're doing with that mindset of like, we're, let's let's down regulate that. Let's very intentionally work on this spot. Let's see what our body's saying as we go through this uh, instead of looking at, at this like looking at it like it's a chore or like, oh, this is rehab. It's it's not. It's like really an opportunity to keep increasing your body's ability to do awesome things. And you get time to connect with your body and tap into what it's saying. So um, highly, highly recommend uh, the right type of foam rolling takes way less time than stretching and often gives me way more information about what's going on in my body. I love your approach. I think it's everyone has the choice to reconnect with their body. I look at it personally as a responsibility um, to be able to um, serve the best way I can in my lifetime. Mm. And I love what you said about having a trusting relationship with mind and body, because when we can develop a healthy mindset, um, our body will ultimately learn to trust, right? Trust our mind because every day we're put into situations and challenges where we're tested. We're tested on um, how are we going to respond? Um, are we going to be reactive or respond? And so um, I like that really resonated with me. Um, and I've seen for myself so much uh, improvement in my life. Mm -hmm. And also the other thing um, that I wanted to tell you or not tell you, but agree with upon is um, we all are on a path of healing, whether we realize it or not. And it, what, it, it ultimately boils down to what we talked about earlier about the emotional information in our fascia and um, the generations of um, information that we're, we carry with us. So whether or not we realize it or not, it's important when we can make a decision that we do need to heal, um, we are able to, we, we can start making those steps. So I like everything that you are um, putting into the picture about reconnecting with self, how it's important, how pain is actually just not just it's communication and um, if we learn to listen to that communication how we can live a long um, active beautiful uh, healthy life whether it's it's all encompassing physical mental spiritual um, so I think that I think you have hit 
all of the points that are uh, crucial to being happy and feeling whole, feeling whole in life. So um, my question to you then is how can people connect with you? Yeah, um, well, I am most active on Instagram, which my handle is at Movement by Julia. Um, you're welcome to reach out to me anytime. I also have a few options to work with me that are on my website, which is movementbyjulia.com. Uh, sometimes those options change, so I wish would head over and look there first to see what's going on. I often have um, foam rolling classes, or um, at least at the time of this recording, I had a few uh, virtual one-on-one -on -one spots that are open in July. Um, so depending on what you need, I'm happy happy to help you in whatever way I can because yeah, th this work has changed my life. I know I've said that, but it's, it's worth repeating. It's, it's changed a lot. That being able to go from essentially hating your body to being a friend is exceptionally powerful. And that's what this work has done for me and possibly can do for you too. I love it. I love it. And uh, Julia, you are beautiful. You are lively. Um, I appreciate the wisdom and the hard work that you're doing in the world. It's very inspirational. And um, I think I, I know that we need more and more healers like yourself uh, making this essential necessary impact more than ever now. So thank you for the hard work. Your your uh, diligence is so appreciated. Thank you for serving what you do. Thank you.